One Wellingtonian rocking the electricity boat is Flick Electric CEO Steve O'Connor. As well as being just the kind of rising star in the tech scene that Wellington is currently trumpeting, Flick Electric is bringing our attention closely to the dirty side of our power use with their Choice app. In two months, over 3,000 people have downloaded it so far. The dirty truth is out, and Steve O'Connor is here in the studio to talk more about this. Welcome to B-Side Story, Steve. Hi, Laurie. Thank you for having me. Great. So, Steve, there's so many questions as we discussed, but just quickly, for you as a Wellingtonian, what's one of the great things about having your business here in Wellington? Um, well, I think it was the business was originally founded by six of us, and we are Wellingtonians, so we, I think we we're always going to do it here naturally. <laughs> we love Wellington; we think it's a great place. But actually, it is a a really neat city for doing smart, innovative things. And I think from a few perspectives, one just the tight, compact nature of the city yeah. means that you can get connected with people really well, and people that think differently um, and innovatively. And then I think the talent here is fantastic. So whether you're looking for creative talent or whether you're looking for tech talent, it's certainly housed here. So it's just a great place if you've got ideas or dreams of things you want to do you can easily connect with people and collaborate and I think when you need to find the talent to grow a successful Mm. business or venture you can do it here very very well Tap in well, Well, it uh, feels like you must have some very good talent behind you at Flick Electric, so just going back a bit, you've had an advanced career both in power companies and tech startups with Creative Mm -hmm. HQ But this um, business seems to really pull these things together. When did the light bulb start to go off for you that there was an opportunity here? Oh, I think it's probably been there for a few years, and I think it's just been the recognition that the electricity industry really hasn't placed much focus on the customer. Right, right. And as technologies come to market, and particularly smart meters, which sit on on the sides of a lot of homes in New Zealand now, that's a real technology enabler to the solution we deliver for customers. So it's kind of that combination of, realisation that customers weren't getting great choice right. and fair value and also technology that could enable a different model to 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 deliver that. So it's all come together in the last couple of years. So we decided to get Flick off the ground and get it get it running. Flick off the ground. Yeah, good on you. Very brave. And I must say, you know, even at this stage and you're, I mean, you've got a lot of knowledge and probably a lot of good context, but I understand, you know, getting a new business off the ground is quite a feat in itself. It's a, yeah, it's a big job. And I think particularly for, um, for Flick as an electricity mm. retailer, you know, as I describe it, you don't wake up one morning, roll out of bed and go, <laughs> no. I think I might be an electricity retailer today. So <laughs> Not everyone's that foolish. <laughs> No, no. So big y- competition. It's yeah, a big, it, big space. It's to a play very in. big market, yeah. um, and there's five very big players there. Mm. But they really haven't been doing too much that's different for the customer. And so I think that you know we had a real uh, mindset that we could provide a different model and add real value. And um, we certainly took a really structured approach to it. So it's not right. like we just kind of lobbed into this. We spent the first three months. Um, doing a few key things, validating the idea. So we went and talked right. to a lot of people about what we were thinking of offering and whether that was solving problems that customers had, and we got great feedback from great. that. Good. And then we also did quite a bit of work just thinking about the business modelling. Actually, could you survive in this marketplace with the big guys? Could you make money, and what would it take to make money out of it, as well as delivering value for the customer and alongside that? So we spent that first three months really digging into it and thinking very hard before deciding yeah. to put our own money to it and a, a lot of effort to, to date. Great. So... 
then the answer to that has clearly been a bit of a hands in the air and yes. How, how many customers has Flip got, got now? Yeah, so we're just under uh, 10,000 customers now. Congratulations. So, yeah, which is fantastic. Wow. So we're getting great support from um, consumers around New Zealand. We're mm. in the residential market to, to start mm-hmm. with. So Kiwi homes and, and families, which is a great place to focus first, we think. We kind of, uh, we soft launch in Wellington. So home right. base, we started here in August of 2014. So since wow. that start point, um, we've grown quite quickly to yeah. 10,000. And it's it's lovely. We're actually getting a lot of uh, customers joining us now, which is from word of mouth, yes. which is quite unusual, I think, also for the electricity industry. There's probably not too many consumers out there singing the praises of their electricity retailer. So, so that's fantastic. Mm. So what is it that Flickr's actually offering that's, I mean, you're calling yourself the fairest deal, which mm. is a big, big claim <laughs> to go out with. Yep. Why are you the fairest? Yeah, so what we've done is we looked Apart at... Apart from your skin complexion. <laughs> <laughs> what we did is we looked at the problems for consumers, and, and one of the major problems consumers have had is in the last 10 years, prices have gone up by about 75%, and it wasn't really clear mm. why that was happening and whether there was sufficient competition. So what we decided to do is unbundle completely for our customers so that they pay the exact cost of the generation of the electricity they pay the exact cost of moving it around the country and getting it to their door, so yes. it's the network charges. They pay for the cost of the meter that sits on the side of their home, and then we charge them separately for the first time for being just the electricity retailer, so for servicing them. What that does is it creates that real transparency if prices yes. do go up, who is lifting their price, and it not just being the retailer deciding, actually, I think I'll lift my prices again this year. Yes. But also what it means is actually if costs fall, and some costs around New Zealand have been falling, those get passed through to consumers as well. So that's the first component of it. So it means it's absolutely fair. It's very clear who's charging what. Yep. The customer knows they're absolutely getting the costs of generating and getting it to their door at the true cost, the wholesale cost yes. of it, and that we charge separately. But alongside that, it's really interesting in that the industry actually sends through quite strong price signals, and that's around scarcity or abundance of energy at different times right. of the day, and we actually pass that through to our customers, and that's quite a strong price signal. So at certain times of day, electricity is actually really cheap, Yes. and then at other times of day, it's, it's more expensive. And so for our customers, finally, they get to choose and they get choice about how much they want to pay for doing different things around their home. So that means, for example, in Wellington, um, on a flat rate, you might be paying, say, about 25 cents per kilowatt hour. Right. Um, overnight with flat, quite often you can be paying six or seven cents for your electricity. So anything you're doing around the home, such as your dishwasher, your washing machine, your dryer, you might just set a little timer on that and actually set that to run at 2 a.m. and you're going to pay a much lower price for consuming electricity, which is kind of cool. And we kind of like the idea that it's reflecting to customers' scarcity and abundance of a, of a, of a key resource that we have. It's... You know, in some respects, it's no different from buying strawberries, for example, no, right? If you go to the can't. supermarket yeah. at certain times of year, it's <laughs> like eight or, eight or yeah. ten bucks for a punnet of strawberries, you know, and other times of year, it's about a dollar or two dollars. And, and they're that giving really, them away. Yeah. And that really just reflects the fact that at certain times, um, resources are mm. scarce, and at other times, they're, they're abundant. So, you know, we thought that was really important. We, we knew it, cons- it solved problems for customers who are struggling to pay their mm, power bills, that mm. finally they actually had a choice of how much they paid for their electricity for the different things mm, that they use. Mm. They could be in, yeah, yeah. in control, so, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Lifetime today at our customers have saved about $380 per annum, which is quite significant. It you is know, significant. If you're, if you're I, I looking like at your, that in my hand. Yep, yep. If you're looking at your power bill each month mm. and, and struggling to figure out how you can reduce that, the message has often been use less, and we're not saying use less. What we're saying is use it more wisely and yes. use it at different times times of day to pick up those cheaper prices. Great. So 
Now, this is interesting because I guess with power, and I'm, I'm not a you know, great understander of this, but this is not the way it's been pitched to us at all. But not only that, now you've also got this um, app that you've put out, which is screaming when we're using dirty power. Now, why would a power or a company like yourself want to do that? Yeah, so I mean, taking it back to the basic principles, you know, and, mm. and our view is electricity is one of the most valuable products that we consume because it powers our lives, right? It heats our homes, it heats our hot water, um, it allows us to use all these lovely electronic devices, yes. it helps us cook our food. So if the electricity disappears, you know, Western world countries kind of fall <laughs> apart pretty, pretty quickly, right? <laughs> um, and yet we're not engaged with the product no, in any way, shape not. or form. It's a commodity, mm. um, a bill turns up once a month, we don't understand why we were charged that, how much we used, we mm. pay the bill, we're probably quite disappointed disgruntled about it and we, we move on and so what we wanted to do is get customers engaged with the product again and mm. start valuing it and it really starts when you flick a switch on something whether it's a light bulb or a dishwasher or whatever you're doing around your home and when we do that at the moment we're completely disengaged with it so we don't yes. know where that energy came from, we don't know how it was produced, no. we don't know actually whether it's scarce at the moment or whether it's abundant and we actually didn't know how much we were paying for it at true cost reflection mm. you know, the market cost of actually producing and getting it to us and so what we want to do is create that environment for customers for the first time where they could engage with the product again and start to see value in it. So, yes. for example, do you know how much it costs you to power your home each day? Mm, no. Probably not, right? And so for all our customers, we actually provide them with information yeah. tools that tell them exactly how much it is. So it's, for our customers, mm. it's about $4.80 a day. And when they kind of break that down and they start to see this information, they mm. start going, actually, $4.80 That's a day, really it's amazing. a cup of coffee, and I get to heat the home, heat my hot water, cook some food, yeah. charge up my devices, watch some TV. Actually, that's quite good value. <laughs> and so all we're doing is we're really getting customers to mm. re-engage with the product again, mm. giving them choice, giving them transparency. And so that was the premise to start with. We've obviously mm. done that by passing through those prices and the price signals. You yes. know, at certain times of day, um, it's more scarce, and you might want to consider using it. Other times of day, the energy is abundant. You know, when the turbines are turning in Macra, yes, and it's two a.m. in the morning. That power's got to go somewhere, yes. right? And when there's not many people demanding it, it means the price falls. So if you can put something on at 2am, that's a really good thing. Yes, yes. The next bit that we thought about was, okay, not only are consumers not aware of the real cost of the electricity that we were starting to provide to them, we wanted to actually share how it was being generated yes. and what the carbon cost of that was. And, of course... That information is actually available as well. So alongside the price signal that the industry sends through, it's clear what generation units are running. And we've got, for example, in New Zealand, we've got coal-fired mm -hmm. plants. We have uh, gas-fired plants. Um, we have uh, geothermal, which is pretty clean. Yes. Um, some of that earlier stuff is a, quite a bit dirtier, obviously, yes. if someone's shoveling coal into a furnace to generate electricity. Um, we have wind, which is very environmentally friendly. We have lots of hydro, which is very environmentally friendly as well. Yes. So we thought as well as sending through that price signal that gives a customer choice about when they want to use the product, the raw product electricity, um, we thought we'd also send a, a signal that said, how green is it? What kind of generation is running right now? But what's the carbon cost? Mm, mm. of consuming right now because just like taking it back to the story about the strawberries, you know, at certain times of year, strawberries are really expensive and the reason why is they've probably come from overseas. So they've been shipped here, freighted here, air freighted here. Yes. There's probably a carbon cost as well as a, a, a cost to your back pocket of consuming certain produces at, at certain times of year. It's exactly the same with electricity. At certain times of day, it's kind of dirty. 
Yes. And um, when we send that signal through to our customers, so when they're consuming, they can have a look and go, okay, right now it's kind of expensive, actually, it's kind of dirty as well. Yes. And there is a relationship between that. And at certain times of day, the cost of electricity to them is actually really low, and it's very green. So that's kind of, we thought that was kind of neat. And we know yeah. that consumers care a lot more about the environment. So. Yes, they do. And I think the interesting thing about this, and, and I even work in the world of sustainability, but I've been kind of led to believe that um, don't, I've been told, you know, don't worry about our electricity because it's all renewable. So that's not something we really need to focus on. Yeah, so it's not all renewable. And mm. we certainly have a good portion of renewable, which <laughs> yes, is lovely. Which so is fantastic. T- which is fantastic. But at certain times of day, when we all decide we want to consume at the same time, there's definitely a carbon cost of doing that because the units that fill that demand, that peaky demand, yes. tend to be what are called peaker generation. So that tends to be coal and gas that fires up right. to fill that. To surplus to to, to fulfil yeah. that need. And so what we yeah. show for our customers at certain times of day, it might, for example, say there's 600 tonnes of CO2 being produced in the next 30 minutes. And that's quite affronting, isn't it, when, when you hear that? You know, and we have a lovely app that shows them that mm. and it's real time. And mm. that kind of gets consumers, you know, it gets our customers starting to think, Golly Actually, gosh. maybe not now for maybe the not now. And, I don't really need those yeah. dishes done. And, yeah. and then you can see quite a low carbon rating at certain times of day. So it's starting to get our customers thinking again about the product, how they want to engage with it, what they value out of it, and how they want to purchase mm. as conscious consumers for the first time, which mm. is which is kind of neat. Mm. And so, so really, the app is a behaviour change, you know, behaviour change tool, isn't it? It, it? it is. I mean, it's called in our industry, it's called demand response, and it's right. usually to price signals. So your response. Right. Your demand changes, or certainly the time of day that you demand something might change based on a price incentive or disincentive. So when it's high, you might see it as a a disincentive to consume, and when it's low, you might see it as an incentive to go, okay, now I'll I'll do some stuff around the home. And we think it's exactly the same with carbon. We know there's a lot of Kiwis that that care about the environment, um, and they do care about, you know, a clean Green New Zealand, and so you know we we believe that we'll start to see consumers starting to care about the consumption of electricity based on the carbon that's being produced real time when they do Great. decide to flick that switch. So, so simple message to to everyday Kiwis that want to start thinking about the way that they're using rather than just trying not to. What you are saying, what is the simple message around changing their behaviour that, say, greener Kiwis could start to do to make a difference? Well, I think it starts with being conscious for the first time Mm -hmm. around it. So I guess we've disengaged with energy. And we know that energy is is a scarce resource. That's a reality, and that's a global reality for us, um, that there is a cost from a carbon Mm -hmm. point of view of doing it. And so for the first time, if you do care about it, finally there's transparency of what that carbon cost is, and there is a choice that you can start to make. So that would be the key message mm. is if you do care about it and you do want to engage, then you, you can and you can start making a choice. It doesn't mean you don't have to consume. It just means that you can t- consume at different times of day. Sounds good. That hot bath sounds great at two in the morning. Mm. Right, now what about the experience that uh, the app users are having and how many app users have you got? Yeah, so one of the interesting bits we did with this, and, and obviously to um, to benefit from the price signals um, we provide customers, you need to be a Flick customer. What we decided yes. to do with Choice, which is the name of the app for the carbon um, emissions that we show is that that's available to all Kiwis. Well so done. you don't have to be with Flick to do this. And we just figured it's actually really important for Kiwis to know. Mm. No one else was doing it. We decided actually that to do that, we we didn't need them as customers. So anyone can download our app. Um, it's both um, 
iOS, so it's both Apple yes. uh, and, um, and uh, gosh, what's that other? Uh, Galaxy. Yep. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> and so that's, that's available online. You can download that. Any New Zealander can download that and start to learn about what the carbon cost is. So whether you're with another electricity retailer or not, that's neither here nor there. If you're starting to choose actually whether you want to decide when you consume based on the carbon impact that it's having on New Zealand, then any Kiwi can do it, which we think is just fantastic. You know, hopefully customers, hopefully people will love that and they might decide actually this Flick company is kind of cool and so we might have more of them join, but we just thought it was a really important thing to do. And it's kind of interesting because I don't think think there is another retailer that's offering a service that you get mm. without actually having your retail service with them. So right, that, yes, we yes. saw that as quite a neat, innovative quite thing a to, to do. Thing but to, ultimately, yeah. we just wanted to do it because we thought actually all Kiwis can benefit from, from this decision, no matter who you're with as a retailer. So, so far, we've got 3,000. That's grown pretty quickly. So yeah. we launched the app uh, f- a small handful of weeks ago, which is, which is really neat. So it's, it's getting some great take up. Great work, Steve. Well, this is exciting and quite different, um, you know, for a business model. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm sure, and especially by the way that you're investing in our comedy festival, that uh, <laughs> that you'll have every success. Just going forward, you know, what, what do you think is important for the future for us to be looking at in business? Yeah, in business. In business generally. Mm. Um, I think it's um, businesses that are thinking much more sustainably and thinking more yeah. widely than the traditional view of what a business needs to look at. Mm. Um, I think a lot of it still evolves around people and particularly customers. Yes. But for us, our key stakeholders are people. There are customers in there, the team internally to us. But I think you have to have... Um, a desire and a drive now to make a, a bigger difference yes. um, as a business, and we certainly have that at Flick, um, which I think is really exciting. We, we're motivated by the success of our customers, so we love seeing the savings that they're getting um, week on week. We know that you know a lot of Kiwi homes are under pressure around their power bills, so making a difference there is really important to us. And then I think as a business, you know, we'd rather have a wider set of points that define our success, and it's more than more than just profitability. Um, it's more than just customer numbers. It's actually getting that idea that we're making a genuine difference. So I think back to the Choice app, you know, we love the fact that we're offering that to all Kiwis because we can have impact and we can make a real difference. So, you know, to me, to me that's really important. I think from a Wellington context, it's really great to see um, mm. great Wellington companies doing neat things. And yes. I think it's that lovely combination of, you know, Wellington has fabulous talent and, and creative thinkers and yes. creative minds. And we're getting particularly good at tech businesses as well. And I think when you bring those two together, you know, and creativity and smart and innovative thinking and creative business models and different ways of doing things so that's enabled by tech then I think you you know you're creating cracking businesses that can deliver phenomenal value one more really quick question Steve you seem very passionate about what you're doing your you are doing are you more passionate about the business that you're in of power or electricity or the business of change Oh, that's a good question. Um, I do like change, so I, I do love new stuff. I do geek out on on, on new stuff. I'm, I'm probably um, probably leaning more towards the industry that I'm in at the moment because right. it is due for change. Yes. So electricity in the industry really hasn't changed in decades and decades, and I think it's been at the consumer's expense, mm, and mm. so we're here to shake it up and make a difference. Um, I do love new stuff, so I keep my fingers <laughs> on all sorts of other things that are going on, and I do enjoy that, but actually I'm just super passionate, and our whole team's super passionate about um, making a big difference in energy now and disrupting the, the big guys for positive change um, for consumers. So that's probably where I'd lean, put my head at the moment. 